0: We call called the Jesse James. Jesse, aka the Bizzle. Yo, the Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, the Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. And okay, we're about to get to Anderson now. Shut up, Bizzle. I always do this, so, okay for real this time Cube up to zero 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 season one episode six rock bottom uh you should be looking at well, i guess san francisco i guess the un as a tribute to star trek uh is indeed in san francisco uh, if that's where this is um and uh hopefully you're, you're watching in a 4k um or just good hd Hopefully, my volume is not too loud. I'm going to need to adjust that. Video quality is good. Get those subtitles going. Um, you know, shows like this, I find I have to definitely do it. So, you know, let me know. i uh, always curious about what your guys' setups are for the uh, the commentary. So, Expand, Season 1, Episode 6. Going to count for 3, two, 2, 1, say go. And then I'll do a 5 count um, for the first 5 seconds of the episode to make sure we're aligned and we will not be a problemo. So thanks so much for joining me. Hope you are well and healthy, and I can bring some joy, or at least stimulation, or distraction. (laughs) Any of those I'd be happy with uh, as this goes on. Um, And uh, I'm going to try and burn through a lot of these, because I've determined that I want to release all season one at once. So here comes the countdown. Season one, episode six, three, two, one, and go. One, two, three, four. Some sort of aquarium. So here's uh, Avasarala with Carlos Davila, who I'm not exactly sure who that is. Keep an eye for Johnson, yeah. Um, Avasarala, you know in the books is described as having a long rivalry with fred johnson but most of it's implied so we actually see it more here but we also see that she's somewhat trustworthy or at least knows how much she needs fred johnson earlier on um which actually fits what really well with her character um and i think was always in her head in the book they just are choosing to share more and show more here because everything with Shorey and uh and chad coleman is cutting I do my patriotic duty by screwing over Fred Johnson. I'm just my monitor here. Hopefully, this doesn't fuck anything up. No, good brightness. Oh, uh, she's using the parole tool. She always does this. She's shameless. He made one mistake. Hmm, movie's a little bit... I'm just trying to get my settings here. Look... L- look how not... It's, it's, it's full of shame. Even though we... You know, we learn for sure in the books when you're getting it from her perspective. She feels... She feels all the shame. She feels it all. But she, she, for her, it's worth it and necessary. Here we go with the Rousey Baby. Is this... They, they already take on the, uh... Journalists? Monica? Mm, uh, the auto dock i always auto dock in games i'm terrible at landing anything and aircraft carriers there we go god this does this look good so like i said i've been watching some of it on my you know 50 inch 4k tv whoop that was a little rocky and the rossi so you know What's great is for all the tension, you know, which was somewhat added for season one for purposes that I mostly support, especially on rewatch. Here we go. They're threatening Fred Johnson. Um, he's the luckiest dipshit. They keep asking him if that. He's the luckiest dipshit in the galaxy. Yep. Yeah. Um, is I th- I think they're they're full family from here on out. In any major tensions, is just because you know it's an existential fight over something and they usually get over it quickly safe harbor Fred Johnson he was so noble you uh, know he's more practical about why he helps with the arrows thing um, and and he still kind of doesn't like Jane and these guys they played it with Fred Johnson as we'll see when they go after arrows as, as pretty almost idealistic and friendly. Which we, we we know he's capable of when he gets much older, but they decide to start exploring, again, his more human side here like they did with Jane, which is the right choice. So this sort of thing never happens in the book. You know, this isn't realistic. Then He would come by himself and they would just have these two guys holding guns at him. Uh, but he knows they're not going to shoot him because he knows Holden's not, and so therefore Amos won't. You walked out of that ship because you're in charge. Mm. At least you think you are. Yeah, again, Fred Johnson in the book, you know, not approved by all the OPA people, being the Butcher of Anderson Station, Earth soldier, Earth doesn't trust him, sees him as a traitor, and the way they talk about him is that he can be underhanded and ruthless. We don't really see it in the book. He's normally helping them, Um, but, you know, I, I don't think that would sell. We're seeing... Here it is. Same people, fucking Anderson Dawes. So guys, I, I'm totally addicted to the series, but books five and six in particular, I can't stop. And all the big OPA leaders, especially Fred Johnson, but definitely Anderson Dawes, they choose different sides, you know, we're going to see it. We've already seen Marco at the end of season four. He has to recruit a lot of the OPA to his side to make it happen with with the power. And Anderson does believes that he can manipulate the charismatic, but naive and power hungry uh, Marco. Um, but as with always, it ends up being way more complicated That he doesn't see coming. When things start going sideways, and it's not until his Fred Johnson dies, who's his friend and enemy. You know, this is bit, him right there is taking the thing off, and they're just going to keep beating the shit out of Miller. That—that's the Anderson does. You know, for, that's that's him. But from now until sort of the end stages of the Marco the Galaxy campaign, uh, he changes quite a bit, um, and uh, he ends up being inspired by Fred Johnson. Um, we'll see how much they explore their relationship directly or indirectly. Uh, In in this show Because again that could work great uh, In this format Mostly hinted at um, And hearsay and stories and so forth About each other in the book So what's going on here Yeah feeling good A little bit laid back episode Laid back day I mean, uh, you know, I, I can't stop saying it enough. If you're watching this and you like The Expanse, I I don't need to keep saying it. It just they do so much zero and low G, and, and it always looks real. They must be slowing down camera, and there's tons of wire work. I mean, it's mostly wire work, but you still have to do it slowly and make all the physics work. Because as crazy as like you know the Rosananti, you know, blowing its way out of a Martian battleship are. You know the, the expanse guys are pure on what is this how oh, he hid something in his in his mask that was weird they're thinking about the physics of everything all the acceleration burns um, I'll talk at some point about you know you think a spaceship just burns acceleration till they reach a certain speed and then they just float Um, But for a lot of reasons, both technical and human, uh, they actually accelerate well beyond what they need to, and then decelerate for an equally long time. You know, right, this is the beginning of getting a seat at the table, you know, and this is actually something that I always agree with in Fred Johnson in the book, Uh, And it takes a while for... Even the major sympathizer, to say the least, of the OPA. These two guys, but Holden in particular. And he likes Fred Johnson, and he's had to trust him. Can't go back to this ship. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this doesn't happen. Not only that, there's one time later on in in a number of books ahead of this... uh, Where he threatens the Tachi and Holden calls Amos and or Alex to shut down the ship and close all the doors immediately actually I think that happens it, it, with Miller coming up I don't know if they have time to do it in the series and Miller tells, tells Cuddy tells Fred Johnson not to think of it as a threat but as what's just the reality which is they need the Rosinante and so they need Holden what are they gonna do here? I'll have Alex Vent his bloody st- yeah. This is great. This is why the Rossi's great. Everyone can threaten him. He's on this huge station, but they've got torpedoes and PDCs that just blow them away. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah, no problem. Their age. And look at look at the smile. I'd- So, Abel's, you know, evil smile, which we just assume was there, was because he was ready for the violence. Here's a fucking Dawes, Anderson Dawes. Okay, I want to focus in on this, because this is actually somewhat forgettable and early in, in the book, but they push this towards the middle of the investigation, and... You know, this is the beginning of think. You know, Anderson Dawes—he's stirring up trouble on this base so that he can take over. But maybe he's working with, you know, rebel uh, terrorist belters. But why is she so obsessed with Julie Mao? Is he working on the contract with arrows with the proto molecule? I don't know if that's ever addressed. You are the station joke. Into my homework. This guy's great as Anderson Dawes. Great. Great. Has to be physically threatening, but certainly older, like Fred Johnson. Talking future plans. He's gonna—is he gonna find the thing he's hidden in the house? We are fighting for something precious, Miller. Right, more money. Miller turns everything into making people horrible, even worse than they are. Right? You think like an Earthar. Why is it so bad the Belters want to make more money from the docks, you know, even if this guy's at the top, it's hard to disagree. And that's why what's so great about Marco and they're doing it in the series is even the the worst of the sort of terrorists that come out. You can't disagree with everything he says because of how bad the Belter situation is. I mean, Anderson does is, is getting really angry here. He wants Miller. He says he's a joke, but he knows this guy's smart. And he wants Miller to understand Why why his plan is important Why you gotta sacrifice her Son of a bitch I didn't see it before Is he gonna say oh you're in love with her? Detective Miller Right you're in love with Julie Mao I, I can't remember if that's in the book Oh here he goes I'm going to tase them again. Mm Mm-hmm. Drinking on the float. So, uh, guys, again, remember, don't think of them as sitting in the spaceship right side up the way they do in Star Trek and Star Wars. Because, remember the 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 gravity as they push forward is coming from what would normally be in front of you so they're actually all facing quote unquote down on the ship so that when they're ex- accelerating on the g that the gravity pushes them towards the back of the ship creating the illusion of um of gravity uh-oh I forgot about this is this the annoying belter kid that Miller hates and ends up being his buddy? Here we go. Ah, uh, the Scapuli. So this is it, this is the beginning of sending the the storytellers sending the Rossi crew and Miller towards the Scapuli or, or, or arrows via the Scapuli. Yep yeah he hires them a lot. He fires them at, at one point uh and and ends up apologizing to do right by our people. this is definitely the kid here's here's more uh, here's more corruption against the belters AO66 what the hell does that even mean? I mean, they might have overstressed at this point how horrible the Belter situation is, or maybe, you know, people kind of get it. Um, but it's part because, spoiler alert, they end up being the ones to save Arrows situ- in Earth and Mars. Um, and B, you know, I couldn't have and didn't foresee that they were setting up season four and five and season one, two, three. Belly Fault, little Bob Marley reference there. Yeah, that's definitely the kid. Are they going to kill this guy? And then the kid has a thing. He starts making funny but worshiping Miller. Is he going to punch him? He's stealing from him. So is that the last meeting between Miller and Dodds? Is interesting. Oh no, he's there when he gets fired. Mmm. Interesting. That's right, Fred Johnson wants crew on there. This is another argument of Fred Johnson. Oh, does he didn't? Oh, he's just telling them now about this. what? Oh yeah, why would? It? I think Amos is pissed for hiding it, not for doing it. Yeah, she has to settle him. Wait, right? It's 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 a loyalty thing. That he's at the loyalty complex because he's so loyal. You're afraid of me. He's scared. He hates this about him. Like when he makes w- women and girls that he's defending or cares about, um you know, the last thing he wants to do is be the scary one. He wants to save them. Alex. Alex never does this. Alex never does this. Alex always goes along with Cap. You should have said something. So yeah, the family's not there yet, you know. Um, they they made the origin story decision that they were really gonna make us work for the family in the first season in in the show, and uh, it, it 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 it's gonna work even better when these guys meet up with Miller and Eros and everything goes sideways because it tests all their personalities and their feelings for one another. She knew what she was doing. Right. So, did he just cared about her as, as a as a activist? Yeah. He, everyone's got blood on their hands. So, in the in the book, uh, Jane ta- uh, Miller talks about how his like third year in, he killed his first person, and how traumatizing it was on the job. Um, and that he, and then until the killing that's coming up happens, he hadn't killed anyone in the show. They've already mentioned. I think that he's killed a bunch of people. Yeah, this is actually a canon exposition through, through trauma that now that I'm a cannon hog is, is really satisfying. To, to see the depths of Anderson Dawes in particular, this early on when he just seems like a mobster, emotionless mobster in, in the in the book, um, but you don't need this in your series for to TV only folks. He, when he gets deeply emotional, which is a lot, it's so convincing but Miller you know the more you try and pull this the less Miller believes it because he can't experience deep emotion and so he actually can't recognize the difference between fake deep emotion and real deep emotion and just he's not sociopathic he's just dead inside Your family was starving so you killed her Right? how didn't he kill her Oh, this is a story about... Sorry, previous part in his life. I'm sorry, I'm trying to find in the book where he talks about Julian Mount. I'll have to get back to you. Your tears turn to blood. It's a great image. Miller's probably not gonna... I think Miller's just tired at this point, even if he has to act like he's interested in this bullshit. Everybody dies for the cause, right? Tell you the truth, here. She's no. If she was here right now, she'd spit in your face. They're all in love with her. Everyone's in love with Julie's charisma. And we're going to hear more about that from her c- crazy sister, Clarissa, in a couple uh, seasons. Well, voila. So, so it, he says straight up in the in the book, we have the resources to do this right, Dawes says. Matt was one of ours. The scopuli was one of ours. Miller points out about the Canterbury and the Donager. Dawes says, but we weren't involved in that. It's all conspiracy theories. And then Shadid, who are about to say fire him, the head of the security, says, this is what Juliet Mell and the crew the the pilot can tell us. Those are the stakes. Uh, and Miller says, you don't want to find them. And Daz says, I don't want you to with someone else better. And so Daz is more involved in his firing. It was because Shadid is always going to obey Anderson Daz. And then they lie about having Holden, I think because of the Fred Johnson relationship. I forget this This kid is so memorable And he's really reflected by a number of belters That Miller Finds super annoying uh, But can't end up But loving Because they actually love him they're just so different, and they're punk kids, but they end up going on the near-suicide mission at the end, and while well, he sends them away, and he, to, so he can be the one to get Julie to change everything, and blah, 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 we'll get there and put the bomb off, he, you know, after all this alienation that we're seeing from his own people, the Belters, he doesn't fit in, he doesn't belong, he doesn't want to be there anymore... Just wants it to be all over. It doesn't change his course or, or thought to change his course. At the end, he knows he needs to find Julie and somehow to have a miracle. Oh, he's gonna survive this float, I think. Which is why the guy air-locked, air locked, uh, spaced him with a with the suit. Okay, back to Earth politics. Carlos de Vilay. Okay, so I'm calling this guy Wayne Aaron Wright. He plays it great because you want him to be like a CW villain in the sense of you kind of know he's the bad guy in the fact like I don't know if they needed the scenes of him and J- and Jules Pierre Mao openly talking about how evil they are but the reason this is great is because in the TV show as we'll see through the season early next season as this you know first arc- major arc happens He's not totally comfortable with both his ass being on the line to the extent that it is, as information comes out about Mal's connection, but even what they're doing. And while, you know, his being a bad guy and how it is in the book are, are you know, there are some similarities and some differences, as we'll see going into season two, and she knows already, though, like she does in the book, that Aaron writes corrupt or whatever. But, But, you know, he's trying to—he puts on the hard sell, and she has to agree with him at points to stay in his confidence. That's the big mistake, is they always underestimate uh, Shore Agadashlu as— As Christian, you know, that's sort of the point, you know, she's just the old crazy grandma from India or whatever but then when she starts to look weak and she takes their sides on some stuff, which she knows she can walk back later, this is a great scene, this guy hits on Amos he goes, I'm not interested, Uh, by the way dude the guy that's looking at you over there is holding a knife, so you might want to think twice about it that's what Amos does, sometimes he gets really mad at these people when he's in a horrible mood, uh, which I thought was going to happen here, and then feel bad and buy him a drink or something that bucker ogling you yep packing a knife in his left hip yep that's amos amos doesn't do it to be a nice guy amos does it because it shows how smart he is and that's he's always sneaking about that we'll see his bobby draper the marine next season she also thinks about that stuff here they go the two the two kids yeah, yeah. So, unlike uh, Anderson Station and the Solomon Epstein story, the the Fusion Drive creation, which we're going to see next season, uh, the Churn, which is the short story, uh, that really lays out the sort of child prostitution ring that Amos grew up with, Baltimore. He has this moment once With everyone who likes him in his life Where they try and pry a little bit Just out of being friends He gives them a deathly look And they never bring it up again But he did admit that he was in a child prostitution ring Essentially which is what happened So you can you can see I was a little mad Fair enough So you gonna Yeah they're gonna try and convince each other To gamble and, and horror. Alex Alex is a pretty straight guy right? His marriage is dead Yeah He's already cheated on his wife, but we know that he doesn't sleep with women a lot, and when he, you know, later, much later in the series, uh, he has sort of a mature relationship um, with a woman, uh, you know, that works with Fred on the base, you know, during a long operation, and it's it's very sweet. Lying in my bed, all I could dream about... Right. That's, that's the thing. Amos is addicted to, you know, living on the edge and the, and the grind and putting his life on the line and killing people occasionally or shooting, you know, being a, a badass or whatever. And Alex, it's flying. He doesn't care how painful that juice and the needles are. He loves it. And what's great is, you know, I've talked about how they make Alex early on a little more incompetent and cowardly than he sort of is in the book. But they adjust because um, the, the episodes coming up, especially in season two, during the final third of this arc, um, he starts like running simulators like a madman a f- with hypothetical, you know, battles. I mean, he starts to take the job so seriously. It, it's like you know he doesn't need to get the official battle warship training. He, he gets to know the rousey. R- 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 so he spends as much time up there. He sleeps in the cockpit, and he becomes as serious or more serious about his job than anyone else on the ship donger anybody's see this is why they always agree because they're both quote unquote disgraced from the US military but they're both honorable guy which is part of why they both left the US military he's a fellow soldier and Fred never lies about that stuff if there was any military or political connotation he might lie he's not lying about burying a fellow soldier Martian otherwise alright relax the fail safe hmm (laughs) so this is the first time they have to add crew they do add more crew in the future numerous times sometimes it's just bobby and sometimes it's a bunch of fred's people they end up really liking the people they work with with fred and taiko the good opa people right now they don't trust anyone with their ship and it's hard to blame them uh they finally go for the drink so in the book, he had, he says to Naomi, five years later, I love you. And she says, no, you don't. And she's like, you confuse love and sex. He goes, no, this is different. I love you. And she goes, I would sleep with you, and I want. I would have slept with you at any time in the last five years, but not because we have to love each other. But they between the two of them, they managed to sort of triangulate the love and lusts uh, into a uh, yeah, the the talking with Anderson Diaz would have been enough, especially because you know Thomas Jane's not going to die here most likely. Um, but uh, there's a very interesting dynamic where he's said he loves her. She says I- I'm attracted to you, but it's not going to happen for a lot of reasons. And he's very awkward, and he has to humble himself, and you know he overthinks things like we all do when it's not going great. Right. Oh shit. Is this his buddy Art? Is this Orphan Black? Off the side. Is this Art from Orphan Black? Oh, this is going to make his death even worse. Oh, it's, uh, yes! Yes, it's Octavia Moss, baby! Athena Carcanis. Such a beautiful badass. I have no idea if she is in the fucking books. Uh what is this guy doing? So he's actually saving his son by putting her out there. yeah, Muss is in uh three or four of the big chapters. He's in a lot of it. Yeah, I don't know why I'm so into the Rossi story early on, and the Miller investigation is is a slow burn. It doesn't. It hasn't stuck with me until recent readings um, of the book, and, and certainly watching this helps a lot. You know, maybe Thomas Jane's great. Maybe he's not. Maybe you like him, Maybe he's not. I happen to think he's fantastic, especially in this role. Um, but he humanizes Miller in a way that's you know, for me, you can't you can't uh fully do in the book and i have to think that the writers who make up James Corey write the expanse had something to say about Thomas Jane or a guy like him being in there um t- to give miller a, a whole new thing and-, and then when you read miller later the li- in the books you know <laughs> For better or worse You see Thomas Jane's face But the attitude And the bitterness And the hatred But the the deep, 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 deep down .01% inside of hope and love That you want to come out You know, it's it's all part of it Here they are drinking you got to have the drinks. Does he express the love here? So, anyways, so, eventually, you know, as usually happens, when he finally sort of gives up and is like, this is going to be awkward and it's not going to happen. He does something great that really turns her on. And she says, do you want to come home with me? And they, he says, yes. And they have sex. And then she lays out the terms of the relationship where, like, you know. It's very very set where it's like If you decide to break it or I decide to Then we agree mutually And then everything's fine and it goes back to normal Those are my conditions And he's like I accept all those conditions <laughs> And then they have sex again uh, I, they, I think they only have sex once In this sort of early relationship here Again this well, They got the language and the adult themes and, and, the, and the blood and the violent You don't need tons of sex <laughs> HBO Showtime it was because of you. Whoops. Uh, Fred finds a Martian chip. This little MacGuffin here. What the hell does he do with that Martian chip? Yep. See, this is, you know, again, this is just a personal tasting with shows, which is there are so many ways through performance and, and bigger plot points uh, or just more subtle plot points to keep making you distrust Fred Johnson even more than the book, if that's your intention. Um, now, because of his face, and he, you know, uh, I, I was going to say he agreed to do the uh, totally selflessly bury the Martian Marine. Nope, he was looking for the chip core uh, that had information about what was going on. But, uh, you know uh there are different ways to keep building distrust for fred johnson but the the reason actually that portrayal works that version works okay this character never makes sense he never makes sense he's spying on them it's unclear who he's spying for he ends on the ship they don't kill him when like any character like him normally amos would murder immediately or they just throw him off the ship i just rewatched a lot of this i can't understand who that character is um I never killed anyone before. Okay, here's the story about the the death. Um, But, uh... So that character makes no sense. But anyways... Fred Johnson... You know... All the mustache swirling that happens... Directly or behind the scenes... In the books and mostly in the series... Is in my opinion, justifiable politically to, as he keeps saying, give the OPA and the Belters a full seat at the table with Mars and Earth, which, in terms of humanitarianism and just the politics of three major sort of mini-civilizations who are all human, there's no reason. And he's against terrorism. He's not against military action to defend or even attack if it's in their interest, but he's against terrorism. Um, and uh, he just always wants a leg up. He's terrified. He, he, they needed an earther, you know, who they hate. But that's how much they needed a guy like Fred Johnson to, to organize the OPA into a political economic system, and uh, and so he is desperately worried about the belt, and, and they, you know, whatever the decisions he makes as this goes on, um, on both screen and page, um, uh, which at least in spirit are, are incredibly um, in simpatico is he's terrified not for himself, he knows he can get assassinated any time, and it probably is going to happen. Uh, he's terrified for the Belters, and he's grown to—it's beyond love. He does love some of them, but he—like I talked about the command with the captain. Well, you know, Holden's responsible for three people in the room, <laughs> you know, there's millions or more people that Fred Johnson is directly or indirectly responsible for. So this is, again, a relationship that probably could and should have ended as much as I like her and like them, uh, with that last scene where he shows her some information and then decides he doesn't want to bring her in anymore, um, I guess this is the last chance for him to have a human side, uh, do they kiss here? I totally forgot about this, she wants to, he's not gonna do it, um, the Anderson Dawes mythos uh, is really important. Uh, I hope people understand the difference between where they are here series, which is with Anderson Dawes, the crazy pockmark faced old white dude that's been beating Thomas Jane up. Oh, he's gonna show her some information yeah he gets fired here the next episode you can almost not you almost don't blame Shadid who's in charge even though she's kind of corrupt or working for corrupt people um, because he's so off the reservation so here's the Rosie where they're disguising themselves as a you know uh, weaponless fuel freighter or whatever you know which is a trick you, you see in science fiction Star Wars does it in Battlestar occasionally but it's a good plan if you can pull it off the firefly does us speech Ship's ready? Are you? I guess we lost Amos. Yeah, it was interesting because they were so, you know, not, Amos was totally unsurprised and they made a big joke about the relationship, but yeah, it was telling them about the logging of the, um, uh uh-oh, here's Fred. These two man, do they have history? Lionel Ponski. That's Julie Mao. uh this is, this is the beginning of. Oh, she's not going to say it now, but it's Philip. It's Filipito. It's her son. Yeah, he basically says he will. She's been talking such shit about Fred Johnson But part of it's the guilt of her people And the hatred of other of her people Of Fred Johnson But she ends up really liking and becoming buddies with Drummer Who's friend's num- number two And, you know Ultimately their OPI ideals Are so in alignment You had a Holdman's relationship with Fred Johnson And getting all the jobs Up oh, there's Amos painting Yeah You're like, uh-oh, Amos is losing faith Nope, he found out the truth, he got over it Here it is Here's the firing. That's how this ends. He figured it out. This is great because he's laying this out for the entire audience and her. And she's going to go, that's very interesting. You're fired. Yeah, she wants the, uh, the. How can she get rid of this? How can she bury this? this is what she's been trying to do the whole time. Mm hmm. Right, Dawes with the scopuli. He's so ahead on this case, I, I can't even follow it as much as I, as I read it. Right, scientists on TBD. Okay, so that's the proto molecule. That's the proto molecule. That's the source. Someone with a lot of power, and she's working directly for Dawes. And so, what's she going to do? She's going to fire him. He's in India. He must know she's working directly for Dawes. Actually, I guess he thinks she's working for Star Helix, but she's already ready for the post-human world. Mm-hmm. You're fired, Miller. This woman's great. She's a hard ass, but you can tell she's smart. I hope she comes back uh, <laughs> with the OPA split. Here we go. You can tell anyone. Just you. Copies. He... I, he knows. Is he starting to smell it? It's over. You can't copy it. It's encrypted. Sorry, Miller. Done. Give me your badge. Give me your gun. It's all over, bitch. You're fired. Oh, they don't end on this. Dawes. Yeah. He figured it out too late. He bought you. And she doesn't even deny it. She doesn't deny it. Uh, d- uh, there's an amazing line uh, when uh, we're going to see next season with Marcos, you know, uh, major attacks and and uh, um I'm sorry, and um, uh, Christiana Miserala takes over finally as the head of <laughs> humanity, essentially, and she keeps having problems with her friends and allies, as usual, partially because they don't always live up to who they should be, and partially because she's just, you know, a mean, impatient lady at times. And she mentions to Fred Johnson, when she's, you know, yelling at him for an hour on a message about working with pirates or whatever, out of necessity, she says, I've discovered that my entire life is uh, 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 um, the... uh, uh, what does she say It is the unraveling of understanding that I should I, I'm what ne- oh, she says basically says I I keep learning that I'm not cynical enough of all the things you'd think I, I would not have to learn I'm already there I, I keep getting more cynical he's handing in a little peace gesture I think they wanted a specific moment where the f- the proto family here uh took this step to, okay, everything's on the table. Let's get over any problems and move on. There's the relationship with Naomi, which they took well. And then there was the scampula. Then there was the logging of the distress call, uh, which they didn't take great because they thought, he sh- you know, he should have mentioned it earlier, even though they kind of agreed with that. They lost their buddy. Here they go. Colden's looking around. Sees Amos with the coffee He's smiling, baby. Yes, Captain America's got the family together. What do, oh, man. After everything horrible with Miller. Here it goes. It's like the Firefly in Serenity, you know? the Disguised like a, a Reaver ship. So good. So good. The Stunt Wire team. I can't Unbelievable what they do with Zero-G. Thank you so much. That was rock bottom. Next is windmills. So, you know, tilting at windmills, which is the connection with Don Quixote and the horse Rocinante and the you know uh, unwinnable battles uh, that we nevertheless fight. Or characters like Holden do. Um, th- that's episode seven out of ten, and so we are on the home stretch. They're about to get to Eros, which is really gross and scary. But they end up with Miller, and uh, that's a sort of seven eight episode ride, almost directly. Parallel to the final three or two or three episodes of season one of Battlestar, when they get to Ball, uh leading through the division of the fleet and, and Starbuck going back to Caprica and blah 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 blah, blah. Um, all that stuff. Uh, you know, they. I don't know if that's what they were going after and imitating, but they wanted fifteen episodes for this arc, and you know, with each reading of. Um, uh, uh, Going back to, uh, and I'll let you guys go um, Take a break and do the next commentary With each reading of Leviathan Wakes It's just, it's more and more epic And sort of, as I've been trying to get to We'll talk more when Miller's actually on the ship With all the blue fireflies and and Julie and everything There's this, you know (laughs) um, Uber, spiritual, uh, metaphysical Slash, you know, quantum physical stuff going on in this show that you don't expect. That's so hard science. Um, that, that's absolutely great. But anyways, uh, um, uh, the next episode. They run into the Martian Marines yet again, uh, and uh, A- Avasarala um, has, you know, <laughs> further emotional and personal problems when trying to deal with this terrible political situation, and uh, Miller and company are getting closer to finding Julie and Eros and all the horror that is there, um, and so thank you so much for joining me. This has been great. Um Uh, it's taking me a little bit longer to record these and I hoped. um, and then I have to find photos, uh, but, um, you know what? I'm I'm just going to get through all 10 and release them all and, uh, I hope you enjoy the first season, um, and because it leads directly into the second season, that's not going to be hard to get started. So I um, uh, hope to provide as much content as you guys want, as I can do, uh, that is worthy um, and enjoyed. So for now, be well, be healthy, take care of each other, be nice to each other. May the Force be with you. But for now, the Bizzlecast is out.